Hello, welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy! My guest today is Alessia Pandolfi. She is a tech expert out of Helsinki, and I'm so excited to dive right in with her. She helps small business owners avoid tech disasters and nightmares and really allows them to run their operation with grace and ease. So I know that the listeners are going to be all about this because we are talking to women solopreneurs and we're all about having grace and ease. So welcome, Alessia. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really glad to be here with you today. Ah, that's wonderful. So I would love to know how you got involved in tech. Um, It's not necessarily like a common thing. Like, in fact, it's more common to hear women solopreneurs like beating their head up against the wall and in general wanting to throw their laptop out the window when it comes to tech. So how did you gravitate towards being the wizard of getting everything all organized? Well, it's like everything started when I was maybe nine or 10 years old. So like 20 years ago. (laughs) And uh, when my father brought home our first Mac computer and he started then to show me how to use it. So we were actually learning together how to use it. And then he started um, assembling his own computers. So I've lived through my teenage years up to adult life until I I moved out with him, you know, assembling computers and putting together stuff out of nowhere, buying motherboards and hard disks and hard drives, whatever, from eBay and putting everything together. So that was the very, very beginning. Um, I thought it's an aspect of technology that I'm not really crazy about. I kind Mm -hmm. of understand it, but not really my jam. Uh That is the beginning. So that's how it all started. Because um, when we started working together on, you know, figuring out how this new computer were were working, um, there started my journey with technology that led me to many different experiences working as an employee or as, as a self-employed uh, person and then as a proper kind of entrepreneur, full-time entrepreneur. Um, but yeah, everything started from there and it, it also evolved a lot mm-hmm. because um, it started there and then I worked, for example, as a project manager for an NGO in Ukraine where oh. our team was pretty much a, like everywhere in the world. So it was a huge organization and we had wow. teams more or less in the world. So we had to keep our work organized using technology. There was no other way to make it work. Absolutely. Had- Did you say NGO? Yeah. 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 So it was a nonprofit. 
Oh, I see. Okay, cool. Profit. Yeah. That's amazing. Did your dad also kind of get involved into the deeper technology things or was he really more about like taking things apart, putting them together? I'm just wondering like how significant of a role model that was your very beginning and your introduction to it. But is he like super impressed with you that you've taken it to this level? Um, Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's quite happy about it. And uh, the thing is that we really complement each other. Mm-hmm. So my father and I really complement each other because he's more about, you know, putting together computers and I'm more on the like software aspect. Yes. So when we talk about stuff, then we can, if something isn't working, we always have the chance of checking from both sides. Is it the software or is it the problem of the computer of the, the, all the elements working cool. together? Yeah, what a fabulous combination. That's awesome. So um, when did you actually decide that you were going to become an entrepreneur? Like, what was that pivoting turning point where you had this confidence of like, you know what, I actually have a skill set here, and I'm going to just take the leap and provide my services for people that this is a struggle for? So everything started when I decided to... um, start teaching Italian online. Uh-huh. So I worked also in, in, my, in another life of mine. I was a teacher of Italian and I worked offline and then I transitioned online. Um, first being business, it didn't really work out that well, um, but that was the beginning. And then everything um, just fell in the right place when I moved from Italy to Finland And um, here, um, before I moved, I had already started having some side gigs, um, like projects, short-term projects, and just one long-term project for a few hours a week um, that I had found on these freelancer websites. And I could see that there there was a need, and it really fit my my lifestyle. So I was still living in Italy. I was about to move to Finland long term, but I still would have wanted to come and visit my family and my friends in Italy. So I could already start to see that it was really ideal for me. Mm. Um, And then um, I kind of abandoned the idea for some time because I thought it was easier to look for a job. The result was that, no, it was actually much more complicated to look for a job. Um, So I gave up on the job search. And Mm. then I just officially said, okay, I am going to try this and see how it works. And actually, um, today it's, what, the 20th Mm -hmm. of February. So, yeah, kind of three years and three days ago everything officially started. (laughs) Wow. Good for you. That's so amazing. And I actually love that you shared the backstory. That's one of the things that I like to dig in the most because we have a lot of startups that listen to this podcast. And I think it's really important to know that like success isn't a linear journey. You know, there's, there's so many times where we try something and it fails, you know, quote unquote fails. And then we just keep trying. And I'm wondering what kind of like mindset skills that you put into place after you had all your enthusiasm to start something teaching Italian and then you just 
knew as it was unfolding that this wasn't going to fit? Like what kind of self-talk did you do or what kind of strategies did you do if someone's finding themselves right there right now going, yeah, I tried something. One, how long do I wait until I know it's just a flop and I need to pivot, you know? And two, how do you get over to just pull up from the bootstraps and go, okay, uh, round two. Well, I have to say that um, when I started with that venture of teaching Italian online, I wasn't really uh, acquainted with the concept of mindset and resilience. Mm. And I think that was the problem. That was exactly the problem. Yeah. Because then when I started three years ago, I had already began this journey of uh, personal growth and self-improvement. And I was more into um, changing my, my attitude because uh, I always thought I was a rather positive person. And then in being in a relationship with my boyfriend, he made me understand that I was a rather uh, complaining person. Wow. And rather pessimistic. Interesting. So it was like massive to realize that I was, I, I had been wrong for almost all my life. Thinking <laughs> that I was a rather positive person. Uh, the truth is that I didn't know myself. So when I started with this new business as, as a tech expert three years ago, I, I had more, um, understanding that if I wanted to make it work, I really needed to also work on myself as a person. I love that. And that's so much a part of what lights me up. First of all, I love that your boyfriend had the bravery to love you enough to share what he felt because it sounds like that was a wake up call for you that like maybe for the very first time you were like questioning how you perceived you were going through the world. So I think it's really cool that sometimes it takes people that are the closest to us to just kind of give us a gentle smack, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then also I think mindset is so huge and I really, I like that you just coordinated it so specifically to what made the difference. It's almost like you could do any business, just enter in your passion in the Xbox. And if you have the, a mindset, you know, you know, that plus perseverance, you just have this confidence that you know that it's going to work. And I'm in the process of writing a course. And that's my first module is mindset, because that is the foundation. I truly believe in my book that that is how you build and grow on something that's super stable. So um, you just kind of brought that point home. It makes me really happy. How do you integrate personal development now being three years in having a successful business? Um, it's not kind of a one and done thing. You know, it's in my mind, it's a perpetual process of personal development. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's something that I try to practice every day. Uh, maybe I change month after month. So this month, for example, I, I set an alarm, my phone, it, it rings every day at 2 p.m. And I, it's my reminder for some five, 10 minutes of mindfulness oh, because cool. I've never been, con been consistent with that. So I've always made up excuses. Oh, I forget. Oh, I don't know. And then I just decided that, no, okay, you know what, this month I'm going to focus on this. So it, it's, 
it's really changing every month, but there is always something. Uh, might be mindfulness, might be reading an inspiring book, might be going to the gym and even completely unplugging. So yeah. sometimes I'm just, I realize that I'm just too much involved with everything. So I just go to the gym, I put my headphones and I put a playlist on YouTube. So oh, fun. It, it bothers so much when... Um, I, I, I like I have to turn on off all the notifications because I don't want to log out YouTube and then the music stops. <laughs> so I it's, it's like it. my my way of <laughs> uh, isolating myself and just focus on something else. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Plus, I think the the stress relieving benefits of working out and just clearing your mind it kind of just does so many things. Um, if you're open to it, I would love it if you could share your playlist with us and I'll add it to the show notes because I'm a huge music lover. And I think as soon as I hear someone has like a jam list that that's motivating, it's like, I want to hear it. So Great. <laughs> yeah, Great. that would be amazing. So what kind of people do you help? Like, is it primarily solopreneurs and small business? Like who's your like ideal t- um, target client? So I work, I work mostly with, um, coaches and consultants so usually solopreneurs or they have a very small team so maybe they have um, a a personal assistant or a VA Um, but yeah the the team is it's usually rather small and um, yeah um, they usually work uh, mostly online Mm-hmm. So some of my clients, they do um, offline workshops or they also meet their clients offline, but many of them, um, they are mostly involved in the online coaching or consulting. That and, makes a lot of sense. And so like, what would be an example of something that they would come to you for assistance on? So um, there are two, usually two uh, types of approach one is a short term so it's focused on a project might be for example setting up an online course or uh, launching a membership site or running a virtual summit um, which I call like short term but actually I've been working on virtual summits for even two three months at a time so absolutely not really short term yeah uh, and then the other type is ongoing support so people who are um for example, they've been in business for a longer time, so they have a plan of what they want to achieve by by when. So we work together month after month, and it might be to work on a new launch, uh, working on, on a new offer that they want to promote, or maybe a challenge, or maybe they have an idea to switch from uh, one-to-one coaching to a more of like group coaching and online courses so that mm-hmm. they're they invest their time more like in a better way for them. Absolutely. Because yeah, I love that because we all have a zone of genius. So, you know, the question really isn't, can I learn this? You know, because I truly believe that we can, like we have the abilities to figure it out, but it's really like, is this, where I should be spending my time, you know, especially like in course creation, it's like, you're the one that brings the content to the material. You know, that's where like the business owners most valuable time is or other, other types of things that really fit their zone of genius. So I love having that support where your zone of genius is the tech. So it's like, let's outsource to 
include everybody's zone of genius. So like the machine is running as optimal as it can be. Like I know I'm super excited to have you as a resource, not only for my own business, but also for clients because that's really a spot that people get very stuck in and it really prohibits their momentum, you know, because they're feeling behind the eight ball or they have these tech frustrations. So I think it's such a valuable service for people. And, um, I just, I love that you're doing this. I think it's, it's just really, it's a really amazing opportunity for solopreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. Tech, it's, um, it often, it's, it's a, just a huge obstacle. I mean, I've got clients coming to me saying, I'm ready to give up. I've wasted so much time and money and I'm just tired. Absolutely. But the thing is that we, uh, especially we as women, we tend to think that we are super women and we can do everything on our own. But the truth is that it's, it's okay to admit that, no, we're not good at something. And especially when we run a business and maybe on, we also have a family, um, we have private life and hobbies and everything that of course you want to do what lights you up, what, what is pleasant for you and not the things that frustrate you. Because I know how it is to watch endless YouTube video tutorials that last maybe 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and you hope there will be something that it's, it's, that, that it's what you're looking for. And then at the end of the day, maybe you wasted hours trying to find the right video and you didn't get anything out of it. It's so, so true. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think that there's a time and a place to DIY, especially for the very beginner, because just it's not in the budget practically or logistically. But I think when you break down and you actually look at it in the exact same scenario that you said, that's real life. You know, if it's not your skill set and you're going from one YouTube tutorial to Googling this and trying to learn from the other online expert it can become so overwhelming that you don't realize you've dropped down now into a rabbit hole that's taken four hours, eight hours, two weeks, you know, and then how much money have you lost not doing what was in your zone of genius or doing other income generating things that only you can do for your business. So it is a mindset shift. I think going back to what we were talking about, not only a mindset as an entrepreneur when we um, are making offerings to people, but it's also a mindset when we choose to hire other people to support us in our business. Because if you were to break down the value of outsourcing and knowing that it's going to be done right and there's not going to be any issues and you're not going to send an email out with a broken link, you know, where you have to do like an oops email after, you just have the confidence that everything is going to be in place. I think when you really lay it all out that way, you're actually saving time and more than time, you're saving money and energy and frustration because I know with solopreneurs, it's like when they keep banging their head against a wall thinking they can DIY it themselves, it really sucks the life out of the other avenues in their business. So over the long haul, it's just like find a way to make it work, you know, to bring in people to help you. And like you said, to have the I think the wisdom to know we're not super women. It's okay to like lay it down and just be okay and comfortable and like satisfied with what we do well. And then it's okay to, to bring in help. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I mean, even for me that I, I work as a support, as a team member with, with, with my clients, 
even for me, it's hard sometimes to admit that, hmm, okay, maybe this isn't really my zone of genius and I should maybe outsource it. And it just happened the other day. I, I love Pinterest. I want to explore it as a platform to see if I get traffic uh, from it. But the scheduling is just, oh my God, no. I, I, <laughs> so then I was like, well, okay, you know what? Instead of put, like forcing myself to do it and put it in my to-do list and just postponing it every single day, because that's what was happening. Yes. I was just like one week, 10 days would go through without me scheduling anything. And it would just be every single day on my to-do list. <laughs> Was, I was just ignoring it. And then I thought, well, you know what? Maybe it's time that I look for someone to help me with that because that's really not my thing. And yeah. why would I waste time with that? I mean, I could be doing uh, client work. I could be do, doing some research for a new offer or I could just go for a walk, go to the gym, whatever, paint, yes. do whatever yeah. I like. So, so wise. And I think that, you know, the keywords that popped out to me is like procrastination and forcing. And I think when people have the question mark of like, I don't even know what I would outsource even if I could, those two keywords are kind of the, the indicators for you. If it feels like a force and if you continually see it on your to-do list, and it just keeps coming up and up and up. And, you know, it's funny because I can completely relate to that as well. Like on my to-do list, it was prep for taxes. And so that was like continually coming up to prep for taxes, which is like a drag. Like it's just very dry to me. And so like this will be like the last year that I'm going to be doing it myself. And then I'm going to be like really looking to outsource and bring in somebody that can just their zone of genius is bookkeeping, you know, because it's like that was a repetitive thing that kept coming up that I went, if I don't really want to do that, you know, so we all have those things. And I, I really like that you shared that for sure. Have you had other stumbling blocks in business that you just had to overcome? And if so, like, how did you make it to the other side? Well, it's funny that you ask this question today because, you know, yesterday I, I ran my own, uh, my, my webinar and um, I um, actually realized that I arrived to the webinar very tired, very exhausted. Mm. And this made me understand that something maybe was off, that maybe I didn't handle it the right way. So I'm now in the process of figuring out what didn't work well and what can I do so that next time it doesn't happen again? So this is, I guess, the biggest lesson that, okay, it's fine. Not, not all the launches go as we expect. Um, or, I don't know, there is just a feeling that something is not really working well. Yes. And the trick is just to acknowledge it say that, okay, I, I acknowledge it, it's my responsibility, and let's figure out why. Let's see what happens. And not, like, um, uh, how, to, how can I say it? And not uh, um, forcing you or, or just getting in this spiral of thought, oh, it didn't work, it's my fault, and, you know, what did I do wrong? I've asked so many times what I had done wrong mm -hmm. without, um, but in a, in a very uh, aggressive way. 
And that made me feel even worse. Whereas now I just learned that, okay, I acknowledge it. Why is it so? Why I feel like that? What do I think might be the reason for that? And then even if I don't get anything because I'm still too much involved, then it's like, okay, I just need some time off. Let, yeah. let it just cook it for a while. And then when it's the right time, I'm, I'm sure that I will get the answers I need. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that because we need to hear about those things as well. Again, we learn the most from our stumbles and that's what makes us grow. Like it's, it's the, it's the moxie that we pull ourselves up and we learn from it. We look at things that didn't happen in the hundred percent perfection that we hoped because it takes a lot of energy and heart and time to put a launch together. Now, even I think the word launch is such an anxiety provoking word that I, I wish we could come up with a different word (laughs) because even when people hear that word, it's just like the shoulders go up and they're like all these ideas come in their head or fear of failure. And so I really am so excited that you reframed what could have looked like a failure or a challenge into how can I learn and grow? And the other key point that you said is you were tired. And I think that as women entrepreneurs, I'm really seeing that more and more we have to put time and attention into filling our own cup so we can be excited and abundant. And um, if it means that we don't launch on the day that we anticipated or we need even another month to really catch up on everything and feel fine, like it's totally okay. Like the world's still going to be spinning around and it's okay. And the second part of that, not to go on and on, but the second part of that, I just want you to know that I attended your free training yesterday, which one, I thought the topic was amazing. How to not end up in the spam box. Two, you looked bright and vibrant and really eloquent as ever. So I just want you to know that your feelings did not translate to the audience whatsoever. And then the third part that I really want to tell you, and this is truly from my heart, even though the numbers of the attendees live were low, what I took away from that as an attendee was such inspiration. And it really motivated me individually for my own business to say, wow, I am so excited because success is showing up. And you gave it your all as if there was hundreds of people on the call. And it really motivated me to continually put in effort and to show up. So your work does make a difference and it definitely touched my heart. And I so appreciate you sharing that on the call today. Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you for your lovely words. And yeah, I mean, um, the thing is that um, when we do what we like, when we do what we enjoy and what lights us up, then it doesn't really matter how many people show up um, or if something doesn't go as we planned. I was also, um, for example, yesterday I wasn't at home. I had to book a room at the library because the neighbors are doing renovation work. So I was so upset that I couldn't be in a in the safe space of, of my own home. And I think that also affected. And I had to go to this place that at the end room was fine, was isolated. There wasn't a lot of back and forth of people. But I was a bit afraid that someone might even enter the room because maybe they didn't notice I wasn't there. So I I learned that, yeah, there is 
there is a lot going on when you do when I do a, a live training or a webinar, and I need to be more mindful of these different elements. Not not just about the content I'm delivering, because of course, if I deliver a, a webinar on a certain topic, I need to feel confident about it. But also the surrounding environment. It's really important. Such a good tip for all of us. Thank you for sharing that. It is. I think that the more elements that we can kind of control and test the more kind of comfortable we're going to be and able to kind of show up. So now that you've done a launch, like do you give yourself a little space? Like do you offer yourself like a week to regroup, maybe take a few notes? Like what's your process? So um, I scheduled everything in advance. So there are emails going out to the people who attended the webinar or to who are watching the replay and they are scheduled out so there is no manual work for me to do. Nice. And uh, what I've already started to do from today is just to slow down a bit. So I'm doing just client work. Um, I'm getting ready for some phone calls. And I will have with some of the webinar attendees. Um, but then I'm, I'm, I'm withdrawing a bit. I'm taking a step back and I'm going to go to the cottage on Friday so I will take a whole weekend off completely nice. connected, completely. So definitely, especially like this is something I did also when I uh, did my first launch with the webinar in November. But even more now, because I realized that I arrived tired to this, like to, to yesterday, to this webinar. So even more, I went to the gym in the morning, something that I never do. I just did a little work, what was really necessary. And then I went to the gym. I baked now in the afternoon before, before our call, I, I baked something. So I'm really um, just taking time for myself. Good for you. Uh, Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the balance. That's truly the balance. And I love that you carved out time for yourself. Because, and I'm, you know, definitely, you know, subject to this as well, where sometimes we don't give ourselves that time and we act very robotic and push, push, push and try harder, which I really do believe contributes to burnout. And so I love that you're a leading example of making space for yourself and having a weekend that you're totally unplugged. It totally refreshes you. It does the exact opposite of what your mind tells you to do of like work, work, work. And if you're not showing up, eight to 10 hours a day, you know, you're not a success. When we can turn that little gremlin off <laughs> and just be like, you know what, I'm going to be more productive, more full of life, more radiant. If I do take a long weekend or whatever you need to do to fill your cup back up. So how can people get a hold of you if they need tech work done, if they can have things on automation so they're able to take a three day weekend and still have emails go out and have follow up from a launch? Um, I would love if you could share your information. Yeah, um, my website is alessiapandolfi.com and of course I'm also on Facebook and I also have a free Facebook group uh, that is all about supporting women uh, entrepreneurs with their tech gremlins, tech challenges and making sure that they, they are supported and they simply don't get stuck because of technology because that's not worth it. That's not a good reason. 
I can't wait to refer clients to you. It's such a great service. And I will share your link in the show notes as well. And then before we wrap up, even though you shared lots of good wisdom, do you have final kind of bright light um, sharing that you want to leave with our listeners? Um, might be something that I might have already said, but um, ultimately I think that the most important thing is um, not only the, the mindset that you have and that it anyway something that you need to really nurture every single day, but it's also the, the work that you need to do on yourself, knowing your boundaries, knowing your values. And um, if you are anything like me, also you might need to push yourself to enforce your boundaries because there might be clients and people that would try to step on those boundaries, but for your own um, well-being, sometimes we need to take control and, and really be brave and say that, hey, this is not okay. Even if it might lead to a confrontation, but if it's stepping on our boundaries, it's just super important that we're crystal clear saying that, no, this is not okay. Yes. And let's not be afraid of saying that. Yes. Oh, that's so good. I feel like I need to have you on for part two because really boundaries and stepping into your own power in a way that is like honest and true, but also firm. That's a whole nother topic. Like let's do part two sometime soon. Yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> we all need to hear that message. Thank you so much for sharing it. I love that you're representing Finland. I'm so excited that this has become kind of an international podcast. I've had people from Mexico, from Madrid, now Finland. Next episode, she's from Saskatchewan. So this is feeling super exciting. I know that it's going to touch the lives of women around the world, either in business or looking to become an entrepreneur. So thank you, my friend. I look forward to crossing paths with you many, many times in the future. Yes, beautiful. It was great. Uh, to chat with you about um, about this topic. So thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thank you, Alessia. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on women developing brilliance. If so, head over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.